BGI Multiverse, this is BGI Mark, and this is issue number, I believe, 17 of the Dad's Got Issues podcast. Uh, we will be taking you guys around a trip around the multiverse today. Um, Charlie is in another portion of the multiverse again. Uh, we're getting real good yeah. out of this uh, pod track device that we purchased a couple weeks back. Um, but uh, welcome back. I feel like... I feel like- I was gonna say, I feel like Hal Jordan, man. I'm always, uh, always in a different sector. Yeah, <laughs> trying to to do this thing. So, yeah. so um, obviously, uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Charlie's got a lot of Hasbro PulseCon stuff. Um, there's a lot of entertainment news that came down this past week um, in way of, I guess, some TV um, and movie news, um, and then there's some obviously some fall convention stuff happening. Um, within the collector's realm as well, which we'll dive into. Um, but uh, I guess we can get started because we'll, we'll give Hazard or PulseCon some, a bulk of the, the back end of the show. So we'll start with um, a question I guess I posed to you, Charlie. Um, is uh, multiverse mania running wild in Hollywood, so to speak? Um, uh, you know... It kind of feels that way, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we, we know what we're getting out of DC. Uh, the Flash is going to really try and put his spin, you know, put their spin on the multiverse and so on and so forth. But as far as Marvel, um, we knew that at some point we were getting Doctor Strange's, was it something with the multiverse? I don't know. Um, but, and they teased it in Spider-Man Far From Home. Um are we looking at a tit for tat here? Cause obviously the spider verse came out this week and stated that they're going to bring Jamie Foxx back into the MCU, his uh, electro. And then uh, there's also speculation and rumors that Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man would also be getting a reprisal in some sort of cameo and, or I guess, supporting actor role. I mean, look, well, I, I know Marvel. Marvel, you know, in their their new phase of of movies and everything that they're trying to do, um, I guess they're trying to to stay relevant and stay fresh. But you know, I I, I honestly believe that you know, with the end of the uh, Infinity Saga, I guess if that's what we want to call it, yeah, you know, I, I think that the fatigue is going to set in with most moviegoers and. I don't know if this is really like this isn't going to be anywhere near as big as I think they're hoping it would be right. Like, yeah, yeah people love Spider-Man. We, we've got a bunch of Spider-Man movies, you know, how, how many different versions are we going to get? And sure. You want to combine them. You want to kind of make them, you know, part of continuity. You can, but honestly, dude, I'm not, I, I'll see it. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'll see it because it's it's superheroes and stuff, but it's not one of those things that I think it's going to get the same oomph or, you know. uh, I mean, well, I think it's pretty well established that DC. Bragging that that we get from the other movies. Yeah, I think think DC is well established as the multiverse, you know, universe, so to speak. They kind of hang their hat on having multiple Earths, multiple versions of their heroes and things like that. And it is something that, you know, I think Mar- Marvel has more recently explored, but for me, obviously, you know, and I mean for you as well, we're both diehard DC guys. I try not to be overly critical of Marvel because it sounds like we're just pecking at, you know, the op- opposition, so to speak. But this right. this uh, does seem but- kind of not, I don't, I don't want to say desperate, but it seems kind of duplicate. And obviously things are recidivate, recid- whatever that word is. You know, the reciprocal in Hollywood. There, you know, if one person does something and it works really well, well, the next group's going to do it. I mean, DC did it. Obviously, the Avengers was doing so great, so they tried to come out with Justice League as quickly as possible, and it didn't work. I would right. hope that Marvel and Disney would realize, okay, we're trying to push this multiverse isn't going to work well if we do it too quickly. Yeah, well, remember, you know, like with uh, with before everybody was playing nicely in the sandbox together, you know, they couldn't even call mutants mutants. They were calling them enhanced or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, well, you, the one thing that, 
as all that you know with Marvel has always been everybody's kind of in the same universe. I mean, the X Men do their own thing, but you know, the X Men still exist in the same universe that Captain America exists and, and Iron Man exists, like the 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 Earth One, so to speak, in in Marvel yeah. in Marvel world. Um, every Everybody is always always together, right? There's yeah. never like, oh well, in this part of the universe, it's it's this. It, they've always all been part of one. So, you know, I liked that they introduced Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and uh, everything. But the the one thing that they didn't do was they didn't refer to them as mutants, and we and we ignored the fact that there were X Men. I mean, Wolverine was part of the Avengers, and I mean, there's been plenty of people part of the Avengers, but. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those like you're you're ignoring a huge chunk, and if there's any part of the Marvel universe that I enjoy, it's the X Men part of the Marvel universe, and yeah. I just feel like they they miss that, and and they keep going back to to Spider Man, which yeah, I get it. Spider Man's a popular character; people love Spider Man, but Marvel, you you have a crap ton of untapped storylines in the X-Men universe. You don't even have to stick with this whole let's focus around Jean Grey and the Phoenix part of her her origin. Like there are a lot of other story arcs that you can go with. Yeah. And make make compelling movies and I will go see them. Yeah. And 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 it, and it obviously leads into the question of are all superhero movies, not just Marvel, but all superhero movies in general just trying to be too epic. At this point, like we're trying to make everything, it, it, I hate to say this because obviously we're we're big AEW marks, um, but you know, is it a spot fest now? Are we are we trying to do too much all at once? Just so like, you know, like the next big thing has to be bigger than Infinity Wars, and Infinity Wars seemed like, you know, like this unmatched, untapped, you know new age sort of superhero you know saga yeah like are we are we just going to constantly you know try and top that one up that one up that it's well i think for for a person making the movie you know a director or a a studio or whatever yeah that's what they want to do do people like you and you and i who you know we enjoy a good story being told like we don't need it rushed and and it's it's just like you know how we're wrestling fans right we don't need the story to be rushed you know you don't have to you don't have to throw together you know two guys just for the sake of throwing together two guys to, to to create a title match build to the story so guess what if you make a movie that you know is going to have to have you know, three other parts to finally get to the big payoff. That's okay because you're going to keep getting me back in the movie theaters, but I don't need it to be epic. I need it to be a good story. And I think that's where Hollywood is, is missing the mark is that they're not they're. I don't know if they're going to try to give us good stories. I think they're trying to give us this, you know, wow factor and be it, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm an old man saying stuff like this, but you know, given that you know today's generation, you know, you know, they want that instant gratification. They want the the instant payoff. They want to be able to make memes. They want to be able to to you know, yeah, have some clever little thing. You know, uh, you know, Funko's got to make their pops right. Everything's got to be instant right now. Yeah. Um. And and for me, I'm like, I don't need all that. I I want, like I said, I just want a good story and. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if those are things that are being taken into account. I would assume so, considering that's how things have been running here lately. Yeah. So, um, well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll diverge off of that path a little bit. Um, so, just some more uh, entertainment news as far as Hollywood goes with with movies um, and shows, I should say. Uh, so, for the Marvel side, uh, they announced that we're going to get a Nick Fury show on Disney Plus starring. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, they haven't talked about whether it's going to be kind of like Captain Marvel where he's younger or if it's going to pick up in the post-Avengers, post-Affinity Wars world. We haven't quite got a lot of you know details about it, but it is kind of cool to see he's going to get his own series. Um, they cast Miss Marvel for um, Marvel as well for Disney+. Plus. Um, but the girl that they cast, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't 
I didn't write her name down, but from what I've read, she's relatively unknown. She doesn't have a whole lot of like acting credits to her name. So like, you know, I, I, I heard from, you know, on another video or on a video talking about it, basically like she must've really nailed this in her, you know, her audition to get this role. Um, and then obviously we, uh, Imam, um, uh, Imam the, the, the Lonnie. I, that, that, is, that, that, uh, that sounds her about, name. That sounds about right. Uh, but she doesn't have a lot of acting credits to her name, which Marvel's pretty good at finding people. I mean, Disney's pretty good at finding people that have the range and the ability and that don't have necessarily the background, so to speak. Um, but it'll right. be interesting to see. I, I'm not a, a huge Miss Marvel like person, but if it's on Disney Plus, I don't really use the service that much. So once they start turning out these shows, I'm going to start using it, obviously. Um, and then we get, uh, the Batwoman teaser, uh, image of the new, um, lead in the costume. It was interesting because they were saying she was going to be like a completely original character. Um, and she's still wearing Kate Kane's outfit. Now, I don't know if eventually she makes a change or she goes to a different outfit or whatever, but that remains to be seen, but she looks, she looks good in it. I mean, it's, it's a hard suit not to look good. I mean, it's it's very comic accurate. Right. You know, it's it's very comic accurate. I mean, it, it's one of those f- the few CW suits that when an actor puts it on, I mean, you're, you're gonna look you're gonna look the character. You're gonna look the part. Um, right. Aldous Hodge uh, cast as Hawkman in the Black Adam ser- or Black Adam movie with with The Rock. Obviously, we know, we know we're getting some JLA members. Um, Hawkman being really, I think. I mean, they have Adam Smasher's been, um, uh, his name's been released. Uh, you'd have to look that up for me, but, um, Aldous Hodge, obviously, um, he's, he's done a ton of things. I think he's, he was on NCIS. Um, he was involved in a bunch of other movies. He was on Friday Night Lights, uh, the TV series, um, when he was younger. He, he's a good actor. He's got good range. He's a, he's got a very serious undertone to everything he does so he'll fit the Hawkman aesthetic um well and then obviously we're supposed to get dr fate at some point so it'd be cool to see who they're going to end up um picking for him uh uh noah uh centineo is uh who's gonna be playing Adam Smasher. and if i'm not mistaken he was in a popular netflix movie uh, i i don't i can't remember recall the name of it but i'm pretty sure that was something i'm looking at him and his he looks familiar yeah. but i can't he's a younger kid, i can't right? put my finger on it younger guy yeah, right? yeah yeah um and then we're also getting john cena in an hbo max series for peacemaker um oh yeah and all this comes on the heels of them canceling supergirl on cw um it doesn't surprise me that supergirl's not making it past um this season not necessarily because the show's not good but because they're moving on with superman and uh Lois and Clark, or whatever they're going to call it, this go around. Um, Which, look, I, I'm not, I'm not knocking Supergirl. I enjoy the Supergirl character, but yeah, but let's, let's be honest. In the Super Family, one person reigns supreme. Yes, and the, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that it took this long for a Superman standalone series. Yeah, and they're, 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 they're going to try, and apparently, they're trying to use Batman. At some point, they want a Batman show, um, but obviously the DC and Warner Brothers protect him pretty much for all silver screen stuff. Um, right. But we'll see. It's not necessarily my biggest concern. Not only with Batman, but also with this new Superman show, is it's just going to turn into another CW soap opera. Um, I think you know the Flash, the Arrow series, you know. Uh, Supergirl, Batwoman, uh, Legends, they all have their moments of pretty good comic storyline accuracy type stuff. But man, it's, there's, you know, I mean, there's months where you're just stuck in a perpetual loop of, of just drama and, and love. Right. And all this other bullshit. Um, or nonsense that's like, it doesn't really like. Like I, I, I think I've said before on the show, like Arrow, like Arrow was one of my favorite CW shows. And then it went from being about the Green Arrow to 
Oliver and company, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of hanging out and, oh, I can't do this. And, oh, I can't trust him. And, oh, everything sucks. And I'm not just good enough. And it's like, no, no, no. I watch Arrow to watch the Green Arrow beat up bad guys. Like, yeah. that's the whole point of this show. <laughs> and it's tough when you're the com- when you're a comic fan and you read the Green Arrow comic book and he literally only works with Black Canary. Or his right. or his daughter, or you know, what I mean, the occasional. Digger. Well, the fact and the fact that they, you know, that they, they couldn't ever come back to an Oliver, well, a Green Arrow, Black Canary love story because that's what we all know. Like, yeah. nope, we have to keep Felicity in all of this. And yeah, because it's not that I hated her character; it's just. But she was, she was, she was kept to where she was kept. She was kept on the show for for her purpose because the CW crowd enjoyed her relationship with Oliver, not because, right. you know, she served substance to the actual Green Era universe, so to speak. Um, right. But that kind of wraps up. I mean, I don't know if you have any other major entertainment news or anything. I mean, obviously we're counting the dates no. now down to, to Mandalorian's debut, but... Um, yeah, it's going to be so awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm caught up on the boys. I mean, obviously we talk about it. I talk about it pretty much every time. The last episode was pretty, pretty epic. It was pretty good. Um, they're doing, so I, 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 I did finally get prime. So I, the next, I think the next multiverse, maybe we catch up on where we're at. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, do a rundown. It's so fucking good. And, and, (laughs) And they're doing such a better job with, with the cliffhangers involved in it, like each episode. So it definitely makes you want to come back and watch the next one. Um, so yeah, so I'm, uh, that pretty much wraps it up for me. Um, as far as entertainment, I guess wraps us up for entertainment stuff. Um, we're going to move into toys and collectibles. Uh, obviously I'm, well, I'll get, I'll get all the non-important stuff out of the way at the beginning. Um, you're going to have, obviously the fall conventions are coming around. Um, they're, 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 I'm just going to call it fall convention season because it seems yeah. like every store is pushing a collector's con. You know, you had Walmart the other well, day you had, well, hold on, hold on because we're saying conventions, but conventions mean that all, all products are getting love. Yeah. And I don't feel like that's yeah. the case. <laughs> no, not at all. So fun. Obviously everything's very Funko heavy, but yeah, the Walmart con thing that, that happened the other day, there was a lot of Hasbro. There was a lot of, of McFarland toys on there. But there I mean, honestly, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be completely honest, I think there was only like five or six Funko products for Walmart. And they went quick because, you know, the ten inch Superman is something people have been waiting years for, because obviously they've had the ten inch Batmans forever. Um, right. I didn't get an opportunity because I think that went live at like 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. And I happened to be working out and I had no idea the shit was even happening. Um, and I missed out. <laughs> I, I missed out on LeBron's McFarlane figure, too, that was exclusive to that. But I was also kind of not disappointed in it because it's the Arkham Asylum Batman. And it's not really one that I'm, right. I'm like pressed to have, so to speak. Um, but obviously, Walmart Con was kind of, I mean, if you wanted the stuff that was there, it was cool for you. Um, Target Con is, I think, more along the lines of what you're hinting at as far as there wasn't a whole lot. Like, it was all right. Funko, basically. Um, and even, yeah, I, there was, even the stuff... No, like, no I was going to say, now, Target, to its credit, Target has been really good about getting their own exclusives and yes. working, especially working with Disney and, uh, you know, getting all the Star Wars stuff. But I digress. <laughs> yeah, and, you know... I actually went out, so a lot of this stuff apparently was available for pre-order a couple weeks ago, and I went on, and and so we've come a long way from when I started collecting. When I started collecting Funko, if you had a Target exclusive, you didn't even know when it was coming. They didn't know when it was coming. It just popped up, and then you went to the store and just bugged them and bugged them and bugged them until they searched for it and found it for you. But now with Target, you can go online. They have like a whole dedicated Funko page that's like only at Target or DC. Like, and you, it, it breaks it all down for you. I was like, holy crap. Like, it's really been this long since I've ordered anything from Target Funko wise. Um, it clearly, I either get 
I get it at the store. I get it at the store. I go, you know, I get somebody gets it for me, whatever. But uh, so I didn't realize like the artist series Batman pops, and I wasn't a real fan of them when they came out or were were teased, so to speak. But I saw them obviously in person today, and I was like, you know what, they're pretty cool. And they actually sent them in pop stacks too, which is different. Um, yeah, well, that's what I've that that is what I've been seeing for uh, for these artists series um once because like they did that with uh the star wars ones right in the futura or whatever it was uh i i remember those being a big thing and i was like well that's actually pretty smart you know like because you know a lot of funko people are well they're charging they're charging really particular they're they're really particular about the box they're charging but that's okay stack i mean i think that that's i think that that's okay though because at least you know that you're not getting a crush box and we're not going to see 60,000 posts of like, Oh, effing target employees cut the box open and, it was, you know, cut 30 pops in a row. But it was interesting though today, because like I said, the two artist series pops were in protectors, but that Batgirl, the breast cancer Batgirl pop wasn't. And my thought process is I think the artist series, if they are limited and you only get them now, like it's the only time you can get them. I think they'll, They'll go up in value. Obviously, they uh, the store I went to literally had three of each. You had three of the black and yellow and blue and yellow. And luckily, a member of our group was. It was all members from our group that were at the, the Target that I was at. Um, he just happened to be first in line. And he's like, I don't really collect Batman, and I didn't get I didn't get the blue and yellow. I got the black and yellow. And he was like, he, he was like, here you can you can take it. He's like, I know I know you're a big Batman guy. So, like, that was cool. You know, my wife was like, he didn't need to give you that. Like, you know, she, I was like, yeah, I was like, I know it was, he's part of the group. And I'm like, that's kind of what we're, we're, we're built on. That's, I mean, and exactly. That's, that's why Mac is what it is. It's, yeah. it's not there to make a quick buck. It's not there to screw people over. It's, it's there yeah. to actually help one another. And so and, that was cool. I was, I was really happy to see that. Yeah. And like I said, you know, it was, it was cool though to see that, you know, pretty much across the map today, the way Target and everybody handled their business, it it handled it well. And like I said, it's come such a long way, obviously, um, from right. what, what, what I was accustomed to. So today was a, a, breath, a breath of fresh air for me for Funko because um, I did end up walking away with the Batgirl and the two Artist Series Pops, even though I really didn't go in wanting the Artist Series Pops. But being a Batman guy, I was like, you know, they are pretty pretty cool. Um, and they're, they're the first in their line. So as long as they don't like, I probably won't get more than just the Batman's. To be honest with you, I I, I say that, and I'm I'm going to stick to it because they're not heroes pops. They don't really have a place on the wall, so to speak. Um, even right. even with the two brand new shelves I installed this weekend. Um, <laughs> but like I said, so I, I'm I'm I was pleased with that. But then obviously we move on to the big daddy, and which is Funko, actually figuring out a way. To make it so people can't, I mean, they complained, but they didn't complain in the millions anymore. It was a couple, maybe a couple hundred people online complaining, but you know, they were talking about it. They said, you know, we're going to do a lottery. If you're a Funko Fun Club member and you don't have a duplicate account, which I wasn't aware of, I didn't even think about that because I have two counts and I didn't realize that until after they did the drawing and it said anybody with duplicate accounts was disqualified. So I'm actually going to go in and delete one of my accounts. So I only have the one, you know, account available um, for the next go around. But, you know, we, we know multiple people that have gotten it. You know, we know uh, like people that, that didn't get it that were like, okay, you know, it's fair. But then obviously yeah. we do know in other you know, forums and groups and pages, you know, people were sharing like, oh, well, this guy with a bot just got, you know, 27 tickets or whatever. And you're like, or 27 lottery spaces. And you're like, I don't know if that's true or not. Like this system, right. not saying that anything Funko does is foolproof, but this system seems pretty, pretty good for what they want done. Um, and obviously I only wanted the Batman pop from Funko or the Joker pop from Funko just to complete the breast cancer line. He's not limited from what I can see. He's probably limited to whatever Funko is going to sell of him, but he's not like right. a numbered piece. So at the end of the day, I, I might be able to get him for a decent clip online, maybe 50, 60 bucks. Um, 
But I'm hoping somebody, in our, like I said, somebody in our group looks out and can snag one. But uh, like I said, I, I, I think it's the, the fairest thing they've done in 2020. When, when you have the real conventions happening like in New York and in everywhere else, it's different. Because when you have those things happening, people can't complain about not getting picked because they do the lottery every single time. Why they right. didn't continue to do the lottery with just virtually didn't make sense to me in the first place. But obviously, they're doing it now. And it's, I mean, super late. But I would assume, uh, I will make the assumption that if we're quarantined through ECC next year, which is in April, they'll use the same system. Well, I mean, it, it, it proved that it proved that it worked. I mean, yeah, you're you're gonna get the the people like you said that are gonna complain. You're also gonna get the you know, hey, if you got a spot, can you? It's just like you know, every year con season, you know, people you know, hey, if you're going, can you go? You know, spend two hours of your life to get me this one thing that you're not gonna get for yourself. Yeah. Um, post that, that we see. Yeah. Um, but. It, it is what it is, right? Like yeah. it's it's part of the it's part of the game. It's part of the hobby. You know, it's 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 expected. Yeah, and like we said, <laughs> so, though, it, it is it is nice though to know that we don't have we don't we don't have a like our our pages weren't flooded yesterday and the day before, which is constant. You know, complaining and whining and nagging, which is good. I I, I like to see the Funko community accept their their space in it. You know what I mean? Just accept that this is what it was. Um, right, but we sh- we are actually supposed to be getting more fall convention exclusives in the next like you know couple weeks from other companies. So Mezco on Batman Day sent out the Supreme Knight drop, the the Onyx or whatever the the the, the, the Dark Knight version where it's all black, which I got. Yeah, and it's now going for like five hundred bucks online. So if Big Bad Toy Store employees listen to the show and they want to send me my regular one so I can get rid of hmm. this one, I'd be a happy camper. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and I don't sell many Batman things, but when I pulled that bitch up on eBay and I saw it was at 475, I was like, yeah, I just, need, <laughs> I just need the regular one. It's 85 bucks. I can get rid of this one. I should have bought, two. Right. I should have bought two. I was in and checked out in less than two minutes. I should have bought two. If I'd have bought two, I wouldn't be in this predicament. See, and here I am. I'm just waiting for the the Mezco Gambit to drop, which was like, it was supposed to come out in July, but so I had some, I have a Mez, I have a Mezco yeah. the, the Keaton Batman, and that just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. But I'm not I'm not stressed about it. I trust Mezco. I've I, I ordered through them now. Yeah, once. me too. So I'm excited. Mezco is definitely my new thing. I think uh, if, I, if I'm going to start heavily investing in something, it'll be that. The only problem is there is a ton of resale value in them, but my big issue is I like to take mine out of the box. So, yeah, me too. Um, if, as long as they're under a hundred bucks, I'll probably order two from now on. As long as I can get them one when they drop, just so I can, I know I can sell one later. And I see them, man, because I trust me, I'd love to have the Dark Knight Returns Mezco, the original Joker Mezco. Like, I'd love to have those because I mean, they're like five, six hundred dollars now. The one, the right, so I saw the other day, or it might have been yesterday, it was yesterday. I looked up just like Michael Keaton figure, whatever statue. The freaking hot toys, Michael Keaton. Jesus Christ, Dude. he's like twelve hundred bucks. God damn, he's a good looking figure. Hot toys, man. Hot toys, like every they keep releasing, you know, uh, like glam shots of upcoming uh, Clone Wars uh, figures. Yeah, and I'm just like, I need another job. I need another job. What do they I need retail for? To win the lottery. <laughs> What like it well it depends, but most of them are like I'd say average like two to three hundred dollars per figure. That's that's rough, man. Mezco's it's like, just Mezco's like the discount I, <laughs> version. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like uh the Mezco, which you know, like younger me or you know, uh first getting into collecting me is like, oh man, eighty dollars for one figure, that's crazy. Yeah, now and I'm now right. I'm like, oh no, I I, I can I can do seventy, I could do eighty. I could right? do, do two of these. I could do two of these. I can I can do two of these. <laughs> right. That's the thing though, like I said, I I, I I I was I was happy with that. And it was quick too. I ordered it what, two a week ago, two weeks ago, and it was it was here before my birthday. So that was like my my birthday gift to me. Um, so to speak, but, um, 
Other than that, though, for for me, I, I don't think anywhere. I guess I mean, obviously, all the exclusives we we talked about that were pre-announced are are, are now getting their homes and doing all the other stuff. But I mean, not really much else in way of like toy news. I guess I mean, McFarlane's announcing a bunch of like new Batman figures, but different like tiers. I, I don't I don't know. I. I the Mc, the McFarlane thing is getting a little a little out of control for my my taste. Um, I just bought I literally right. just bought my first McMarlin figure the other day. Um, there you go. It was and I, but I I literally only bought it because it was on sale at Walmart. Um and like that's my thing like McFarlane figures are thirty dollars I mean twenty five to you know 20. some to, some places thirty dollars a pop. Like yeah, I mean I can buy a Mezco. For two two McFarlands and like McFarland figures are showing that they're not gaining in value because they're all you know they're not numbered or limited releases. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't mind the Mc, like I know you're you're, you're pretty vocal in your dissatisfaction with the fact <laughs> that Marvel is or uh, McFarland is doing nothing but Batman stuff. But I do think eventually they have to venture away from Batman. Obviously, like they're gonna have <laughs> like you're gonna they're gonna run out of Batman's in the first year, but. I do think that they need to venture away at some point, and I'm excited for when they do that because I think McFarland figures are great. I've never, I've never not liked McFarland figures as a company, but right. I think creatively they need to expand their horizons. Um, Me so, too. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I will give the floor to you, and I'll ask my questions along uh, the way because I don't know a goddamn thing about Paul's gone. So. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, yeah. I mean, Hazard Pulse. So it was. It was really. It was a full week of stuff. But the actual event was like on the twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Yes. Um, that's where they had like their panels and all that other stuff. But uh, so, before it, so, they they so, did all the releases of. God. So for for their. Man, sorry, Candice Lorraine just came on my screen. She is a sight to see. Um, so. For their event, like their panels and stuff, was it similar to like the DC fandom where like you signed up for an account and you got in and could ask questions and do all that stuff if you wanted to? Yeah, you could log in and, and just watch, you know, watch these folks talk about, you know, like upcoming releases. And like they had like different ones, like, you know, be it for, uh, you know, Power Rangers or Transformers, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, um, G.I. Joe, like essentially everything that collectible that Hasbro's making, um, they they just had different people coming up and, and speaking and yeah, you could send in questions and so, so, um, so it was their, pretty cool. So their event was more kind of like like Apple's product event where they come up, they talk about what's coming out, how they came to getting it to where it is and all that stuff, and then you know, took some questions at the end. Where like DC fandom was actually like legitimate, you know, I don't want to say legitimate, but like a, like a legitimate convention panel where like they got the the speakers were constantly taking questions and whatnot. Yeah, um, I mean that's that's mostly what it what it was um, because obviously Hasbro is a, a toy company, right? Yeah. Um, so like they had. Uh, you know, D and D like Dungeons and Dragons folks yes. on there, you know, taking questions and, and just like talking about, you know, like how cool everything is, uh, you know, and all the upcoming things, um, talking about the artwork. Um, you know, it was some of the toy makers or, or people who design stuff, um, people who were producers on the show. So, I mean, like you did get a bunch of different, uh, brands, yeah, different different brands and different things. Uh, but at the end of the day, like it's it wasn't it wasn't like your uh, it wasn't like a convention that you know. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it's it. Not, it's not like uh, a tra- it's not a traditional Q and A. Yeah, it's not it's not a traditional. It's, it's, convention. A show, it's more of a showcase. It's like Toy Fair kind of thing. Right. Okay. So yeah. let, let's talk about what what they what they all right. They so out with. lots of, lots of stuff. Um, so like on the twenty uh, 
I think it was 23rd, 24th. Uh, they did, uh, they did their releases and the way that they did their releases was, um, they gave Hasbro, Hasbro pulse premium members a chance to buy everything first. Okay. Uh, which makes sense. You know, if you're going to drop, you know, 50 bucks or whatever it is for a, uh, for a premium membership, I guess you should get a get some sort of perk to that. Um, so, but everything that was released on that first day, they also had an allotted amount. Excuse me, they had an allotted amount for the second day, and um, so you know, me not being a premium member, you know, I still had a fair shot at, at getting yeah. stuff. You just had to be quick about it, right? So, like, there I was at 12 o'clock here on the East Coast. Just refresh, 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 refresh. It's live. Boom. All right, I'm in. And uh, so, obviously, you know, me and my love for Star Wars, I was going for the uh, the vintage collection. Those are the 3.75-inch yeah. uh, figures. Uh, they had the Art Trooper set uh, that was uh, Jesse, Echo, and uh, Fives. And so for me, I was like, this is the only thing that I want. Yeah. Out of everything that they released, I was like, if I don't get anything else, this is the one thing that I want. And that's what I went in to get. Now, if you're like my brother who, you know, buys everything under the sun. Yeah. And uh, he, like, he went in, he's like, I got everything that I was looking for. Um, but I was even able to help out another Mac member uh, get something. Uh, they wanted uh, a Marvel Legends uh, Hellfire Club set, which comes with the uh, the White Queen or Emma Frost uh, from X-Men. Uh, but this is, the, this is the only version of her in that white outfit. Okay. So uh, you get all the other characters from the Hellfire Club, but really, I think most people are buying this because it's her, because yeah. of her in it. Um, but let's—I'll run down everything that that was that came out. Um, so the Ghostbusters have their Plasma series line going on right now, uh, and the exclusive for that line was—they uh, called it Tully's Terrible Night. So it was Lewis Tully. Uh, getting chased by one of the uh, one of the dogs uh, from the original Ghostbusters, and so what what this does is it actually helps you if you're a collector of these figures. Um, it helps you complete the set uh, because, like, the build a figure that came with all of the the Plasma series figures that have come out right now yeah. was just one of the was just one of the dogs. And you're like, but there's two, and I'm not going to buy two sets of the same figure, so this is going to aggravate me. Yeah. Uh, but now you now you have the second dog. If you're able to get this Ellis Terrible Night, now you have both dogs plus him. Okay. Uh, so it, it works out good. Uh, that was that was a fifty dollar set, but you know, essentially you're getting two figures, right? You're getting the the Lewis, and then you're getting one of the dogs. So I thought that that was that was pretty well priced. Um, then we had GI Joe, uh, so uh, lots of uh, lots of love going towards GI Joe these days. Uh, it's, it's been revitalized, and you know we're getting a new uh, new animated movie, um, and all the characters are supposed to look like what they do in uh, in the show. So, yeah, so that's I, cool. I saw some GI Joe figures on um, Walmart's uh, drop day. They're like convention day or whatever their thing. Okay. Is. Um, that's what I was alluding to earlier as far as other th things other than Funko for Walmart. Gotcha. Uh, well, so at Hasbro PulseCon, they did this awesome, awesome-looking uh, Snake Supreme uh, Cobra Commander. Yeah. Whereas, you know, all black and gold, and it just looks like a cool figure. And for 30 bucks, I was like, dude, if you're a G.I. Joe fan, like, you have to, you have to have this figure. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, it was definitely one of the cooler figures that they, uh, that they released. Uh, they also did, uh, so they, they showed some of the lightning collection figures that were coming out. Uh, so you, they're, you know, this wasn't really a con exclusive, but they were showing, you know, like, Hey, these are things that are coming. And, uh, one of them was just the regular greeting ranger, which looks like a good figure. Uh, but the exclusive, uh, well, actually, there were two. Uh, there was uh, the uh, 
shoot, I'm blanking on her name, but it was the Pink Ranger, but not Kimberly. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to. Cat. Cat. There we go. I was saying, I'm not going to tell you any other Pink Ranger <laughs> other than Kimberly. <laughs> Uh, cat uh, in her like uh, the shiny diamond from the third season of Power Rangers um, so they had that version of her uh, it was a good looking figure but uh, really the biggest one the bigger one was the uh, Lord Draken uh, third evolution figure yeah and uh, that came with like all like the helmets and everything from the from the shatter grid and I was like it's cool. Is, is it fifty dollars? Cool. That the, is that the one that looks like a statue almost? Almost, yeah. The way that they did it, um, I I kind of regret not getting it because after after one of my buddies uh, was showing me pictures and everything of it, like after getting it, I was like, oh man, it it does look cool. But then I then I go back to well, there's a regular Lord Draken figure. And then they went straight to the third evolution. I really liked his second evolution outfit, which I'm sure they'll probably make yeah, at some point down the road. Some point. But, uh, but uh, you know, I did. I passed on it, and you know, not bu- uh, not buyer's remorse, but uh, I guess uh, missing it. I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll wait and see what happens. Maybe I'll be able to score it for you know. It, I probably won't get it for what it went for, but if yeah. I can get somewhere close. But I, it's all. I'm also not pressed to get it. Um, Transformers. There was some Transformers stuff uh, that were released. Uh, so you got the Quintessen Pit of Judgment, which uh, is like a five uh, five pack of uh, Transformers. That was like seventy bucks. But when you when you break it down, you're like, okay, well, yeah. you're getting five Transformers for seventy bucks. It's yeah, not bad. It's not terrible. Right. Um, Marvel Legends, we kind of already talked about, uh, but, um, you know, they had the Hellfire, Hellfire Club collection. But they also showed uh, some of the uh, X-Men movie figures that were coming out. Uh, so uh, Logan and uh, uh, Charles Xavier, that was a two-pack. Um, and then uh, what else was there? Oh, uh, they also announced that uh, we're getting retro card uh, Rogue and a retro card Gambit. Again, those weren't exclusives, but that they're coming down the road. Yeah, uh, those were announced during the con. Uh, and then we get into like the stuff that like I was really excited for and, and wanting to get. So, like I said, the, the you know the Arc Troopers um, that that three pack. Now there is a uh, Fives Arc Trooper Vintage Collection. Uh, figure like solo figure coming out yeah. uh that pe- people will be able to get but if you wanted jesse or echo you you needed to get this this three pack uh so and that was that was 50 bucks but i was like 50 bucks three figures that's uh that's well spent i i think because those vintage collection figures are averaging around 15 bucks a piece on their own uh, depending on what store you go to so i think that's one thing hasbro does a really good job of though is as a collector, you look for value. So if I'm going to get three figures for the price that I might pay, say, elsewhere with other brands for one, you are you are getting more bang for your buck. Now, I I feel like we've had this – we did have this talk previously of, you know, they did that one group of, of five packs where you were like, well, they're only doing that because they couldn't sell the other two by themselves. So right. they, they do do some of that, but I would I would think with like PulseCon or convention exclusives, they're going to give you three characters you really care about in a three pack, or five characters you really care about in a five pack. Yeah, well, so like uh, they did a Black Series uh, Heroes of Endor set. So the packaging for this thing was pretty cool because it was, um, it, it like folded open and. Uh, like it was like this like weird triangle shaped thing in the middle yeah. that like you you flipped it open and you have like Leia and Luke on one side and uh, you have Han on the other side and then you have uh, Ewok on a uh, uh, um, shoot a speeder bike yeah. And so you could open it up, or you can keep it all closed, and you can look from each side and look at each panel. Yeah. Uh, but that was that was definitely the most pricey thing uh, uh, from the 
from the event, and that was like at 110 bucks. Um, and and it's not terrible when you when you sit there and think like you're getting four figures plus a vehicle, um, but like three of those figures are getting ready to get released just on their own. Well, that's like, like I, uh, I, I paid Ricky for my 80 page giant figures for Mattel for Batman for the 80th anniversary. Right. They came out to like 90 bucks, but it comes in this kick-ass box. Um, and then inside the box, the figures are in a separate kick-ass box. It looked like comic, looked like the comic covers. And then you get the four figures. So I was like, you know, pomp and circumstance, you know, it's, it's worth the 90 bucks. Um, so I was super stoked to have that in my collection. Um, and I don't know if that's numbered or not, but obviously it was a San Diego convention exclusive. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it, once you start, once you start looking at the value of things, you're like, you know, $110 for something that's given me two figures, a vehicle, basically a diorama for it. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those, like for, if you're a, if you're a completionist or if you're one of those people like, no, I want to have this specific set, like in, in, in the, in the black series community, like that's easy enough to do. There, there are plenty of people out there that are like that. Um, you know, if you ever needed a part with it, it's not going to be hard to move. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, but overall, you know, oh, there was one more thing. Uh, they did, uh, they did a Wampa, uh, figure, uh, just on its own, uh, for black series. And, uh, you know, if, if you like that one scene from, from, you know, star Wars, then there you go. Now you have a, now you have a Wampa to play with, but, uh, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, I don't need it. You know, it's, it's a, I, I, that creature is in the movie for you know a minute or two tops it's it's not very long uh so i wasn't hard pressed to get it but you know that's one thing that star wars does do you know for for its figures in general is if you want a character that has shown up there's a good chance you'll get a figure of of that character at some point down the road yeah uh even if they're just some obscure random character they will eventually make it. Yeah, the legends um, line. The legends line is great for that. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna push out whatever and whenever they can because they know right. people are gonna buy it because they're gonna put some somebody's like left testicle in it that they need it for a build. <laughs> right, right. Um, so. so so no no uh, no Funko news from PulseCon. Uh, no, no, there wasn't. It was uh, because it was all Hasbro. So well, I know, no I know, Funko stuff. Well, I know they just announced all the retro Hasbro pops, like Stretch Armstrong and all the other stuff. Um, I don't know if that necessarily correlated with PulseCon, but I just know that because they, they have the, the Chase Stretch Armstrong pop coming out where his arms are all pulled out. I was like, if Funko was smart, they would have made him an actual Stretch Armstrong. Like with yeah, the material. Well, well, here's the thing with with those retro toy pops. Uh, I, this is what I will say: like, yeah, you could spend your ten, fifteen dollars on them, or you know, save your money, buy the actual thing. Yeah. Um, but because they're, they're not me. worth, they're not really worth ten bucks. I mean, I, I guess they would be to some people, but. I mean, if you have an original Stretch Armstrong still in the package, I'm sure it's probably worth something. But right. if you got one that looks like a piece of chewed bubble gum, I mean, <laughs> probably not worth ten bucks. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but overall, man, it was a it was a great it was a great convention. Um, lots of cool stuff. Easy to do. You know, easy. Like I, I know in our group, not I, I didn't see anybody. You know, a single complaint like oh i couldn't get anything um and i don't know how many people in mac went looking for stuff i know there's a few of us that collect figures but um you know there wasn't anybody who was like oh i missed this or i couldn't get through like it seemed like everybody did well and even across the other groups that i'm part of like you know everybody was consensus made me made me believe at least from what i saw in mac that people that that sought it out and, and wanted the stuff got the stuff without it, without much issue. 
Yeah, well, even even uh, even that Hellfire Club, right? So, like I said, I got my R Trooper set, and then uh, you know the person from Max was like, "Hey, can you grab me? Can you grab me that Hellfire set?" So I went back in, and it took me a half hour to get through the the checkout process. It was easy to get on, add it to the cart, but then it just you know you were in line, you were you were, I guess, waiting for uh, for the gremlins in the in the internet to to catch up to everything and. Yeah. Like I said, it, it took about a half hour, but you know, I got through checkout, order confirmed, got my email, boom, done. Yeah. So um, that's good. Like I said, I mean, we we talked about that. That was a concern. Like, was Paul Scott going to fall into the same category as Funko of inability or ineffectiveness to get the things out that needed to get out? And obviously, it didn't. Obviously, it 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 you know it delivered and allowed you guys to get what you wanted to get. Yes. Yep. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, that's that's pretty much all I got on, on that front. But uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to all these. I, I, dude, there's so many cool figures coming out, like within the next, you know, even year. Yeah. Um, that I don't even know how I'm going to keep up, but I'll find a way. Yeah. So we'll uh, we will wrap it up then i suppose uh um, yeah. obviously we, we we talked a little bit earlier uh we'll give you we'll give you the week or two to get catch get yourself caught up on the boys so maybe we'll dive into that a little bit on the next around the multiverse episode obviously the, the world never stops turning so we have plenty of more entertainment toy and everything news for the next uh issue of around the multiverse um yeah and uh that pretty much wraps it up for today yeah. So, uh, if, yeah, if everybody can, uh, keep following us, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, dad's got issues, uh, podcasts on Instagram, uh, or, uh, at DGI podcast, uh, on Facebook or Twitter. Yep. Uh, and you know, check us out on YouTube when we, when we get another video back up. Yeah. Um, and let's, that's, I think that's all of them, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that we, we have, we we officially have a lost episode of DGI TV. That's true. <laughs> we have we have an, we have an entire episode's worth of footage, so we're we're scrapping. But uh, yeah, so uh, like I said, just keep up with us on our socials. Um, obviously, uh, we will have a spotlight issue coming out next week. Um, we don't want to tease that or too much, so we'll 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 let that simmer and uh, we'll get we'll get that out to you guys as soon as possible. We'll get you know we'll start teasing it on our social medias. And whatnot. Hopefully, it's a topic you guys are interested in. Obviously, it's spooky season, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep it in the the spirit the spiritual realm of Halloween and uh, horror, so to speak. I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, so. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll wrap it up, and uh, I guess I'll let you get back to your catchphrase today. Yeah, cool. All right. So uh, if you got nothing else, man, let's go ahead and uh, hit our music. All right.